0: so
1: good evening good afternoon um welcome to another episode of the conversation outspoken and opinionated um you guys all know who are watching live this is our last segment of our mental health um of our mental health month and so i have two amazing ladies today who we've been advertising for the last week i'm so excited for this um show today so um, you guys who are watching, I say buckle up is gonna be a great and amazing show today. I like I said earlier, I have two amazing women who have tend to respect, love, they are special. Um, I have my girl Sandrine Simone, I've met um what almost four years ago. Uh, we have the same birthday, so it makes it made it easy for us to like gel. That's what made our conversation so great. I have Delaru Rubrumskin, who it who is like family she basically is family um is someone i uh grown to respect. I follow her a lot. Just the thing that she do based on Instagram and Facebook. i seen what she talked about, uh, um, self-love and love um, care and all these great things that we all need to participate in. And I say this because starting the COVID-19, I guess you don't even understand what she did for me because she started this little thing online where we could like answer questions and stuff like that. Then it turned into a whole different community where we could really speak about issues that we were going through. And that helped me to really... I would say, chuckle down the little COVID issues and some of the stuff that I was going through. So again, like I said, today is going to be amazing. So you guys get ready. I have these beautiful ladies. Um, so I'm going to bring them into the live. Again, I said it's Sandrine Simone and Della Rubrumskin. I want you guys to come on and welcome. Hi. You guys are, Hi. You guys are actually part of the village. This is how we call everybody that come on Is They're called the village. So I said, well, welcome really to the good. conversation. I've spoken and opinionated. Like I said earlier, you can say whatever you want to say. You can say it however you want to say it. Um, I have my drink. I tell my people I have my drink. <laughs> I see you got your drink. Uh, I know. Uh, so Sandrine, probably her lawyer told her she can't bring drink on the show. My so we- lawyer's tell me keep it cute. <laughs> <laughs> but We're first going to dive in. I'm just going to um throw it out there. Um, Sandrine. Tell us about you. What's going on? How you been?
2: I'm going to keep it real short, but shout out to all the Libras. Edwin and I do have the same birthday. So, (laughs) shout out to all the Libras. Um, No. um, So, if you know me, international speaker, self-love advocate, to be very short about it. Recently, I did launch, uh, I did my first children's book, um, Self-Love for Kids. Um, You can get it on Amazon. It's called Auntie Dream. Um, So, author to that. Um, but I'm um, everything uh, with teaching people about self-love, leadership, empowerment. That's me. I'm your
1: girl. <laughs> and we have Ms. Della Rebrumskin. So tell us who you are and what you do, because I know it's amazing.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, hi, everybody. So um, I am a licensed therapist and a life coach. And um, I have found my joy in teaching other people how to tap into theirs. Um, I have a number of different programs that I run. I have a blog called Chocolate Chips. And um, in 2017, I got an award for a top blogger in Africa. So um, that kind of really set me on a serious trajectory in terms of blogging. I also run a program called Melanin Magic in Liberia, and I'm hoping to uh, launch it here in the U.S. in Atlanta in 2021 summer. But basically, it's a program that helps to pour into young girls the things that perhaps um, you know, they're not getting um, in their day-to-day lives from pa- parents, family members, teachers, but basically trying to teach them to appreciate themselves and to advocate for themselves and to take up space in the world as children of God. So that's a Melanie Magic program. And then I also have a number of online programs. Uh, right now I'm running a series called Unwind with Delarue, and it's basically a space where uh, we get together and we talk about A number of different things, but so last week we were on there talking about the self-discovery journey. We were also talking about, um, you know, transitions. You know, how to reframe losses so that you can move forward. Um, And this week, this Sunday, we're going to be back on. Um, I will share the information with Evan so that you guys can sign up. But you can find me on uh, IG at. At Life Coach Delarue, and also at facebook and you'll find the link to register there um we're going to be talking about money matters so how and why women need to mind their money whether they're single married or in a long relationship and then we're also going to be talking about sexting and taking agency over your sexuality and so it's going to be quite exciting and in december we're running a series for men for online with me and we'll be Yes, we'll be addressing similar issues that they have brought to the fore that they want to discuss. So um, I invite you all to just check out my IG, my Facebook. I'm always into something new, trying to bring fresh new ways for you to dissect um, your
1: experiences. But since Sanjee was trying to be modest, I'm going to talk for her. Because (laughs) Sanjee is trying to be cool. I ain't got this I girl, didn't know I was supposed girl, to do my whole bio. <laughs> this girl don't travel all around the world. I think the issue she's having right now is because she hasn't had any speaking engagements since the quarantine started, since <laughs> COVID. But, you know, I'm just going to get a little small thing. But l- listen, guys, Sanju, um, you, both ladies on this platform are, are doing amazing things. And I'm so excited to be connected to such powerful Black women. Someone mm-hmm. said the other day, we've noticed that since you started your show, you oh, you only bring women on the show. I said, because I got to let my sister's voice be thank heard. You. I think focus on the things that are going on with men. And we forget about, there are other people in the background who made it possible for this man yeah. to be here. And Absolutely. so I like, thank you guys for everything. But one thing, we're talking about self-love and self-care today. And I always, always like to start with myself. This platform, what I'm doing right now, it's a product of self-love and self-care. Awesome. It's a product because that was the. It became evident to me that this is something I was supposed to do. When I when I when I rediscover myself, and when I say I rediscover myself, I not you know, like I didn't know who I was, but there was a time in my life when I had to take a step back and evaluate myself. And Mm -hmm. when I dealt with it myself, there were things I didn't like about. I hated my voice. I hated the way that I talk with my hands. Like my yes, I hated it. So every time I recorded things, when I hear it, I would I would break. I would like I can't listen to it. I think
2: we've all been through that though.
1: And when I realized that when I discovered myself and I appreciated myself, first Mm -hmm. I had to accept myself, accept my flaws, appreciate it and love it. And so this. Is a product of that self-love and self-care. But moving straight into the segment, um, I will start off with Delarue. Okay. What are you doing?
0: I'm (laughs) actually doing amazing right now. Um, Just like you, you know, um, what you were actually talking about earlier is something we call self-actualization. Self-actualization is part of the human development. You get maybe perhaps into your 30s, 40s, and you start reflecting and kind of like teasing through the things that you were raised with, the things that are around you and finding out what fits for you. So it's very age appropriate um, and very healthy for you at this stage in your life to to be doing that and then kind of asserting yourself now the way that you want to. And I, like you, went through a similar process. Mine was just provoked by a divorce, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And um, also, yeah, it was. I got. That's the same
1: thing. That's what happened to me oh, too. Really? Oh,
0: yeah. Okay. So I lost the baby, and that pro- you know when you go through trauma, um, you get so uncomfortable in the trauma. You 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 lose patience for any other kind of stuff that just doesn't feel right, doesn't feel mm-hmm. authentic, right? And so for me, my 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 rediscovery, um, started when um I lost my son. I I was pregnant went through the entire pregnancy, went into the hospital. I knew there was problems, but I didn't expect to come out empty handed. I thought it was, you know, we're in America, I'm like, you know, they can fix any and everything here, you know, and so I ended up leaving the hospital with my arms empty. And that just was more discomfort than I could entertain as a human being, you know, and it really set me into a really dark space. And from there now, trying to call myself up, I started examining everything around me including my marriage, um, my relationship with friends, my work. And and through that teasing process, I started creating something that I now have two years later that is freaking amazing. Like I wake up excited every day. I don't care how gloomy it is outside, right? <laughs> Thanks, Cedric. But <laughs> it, it, was, it, it was a process, you know? And so I'm, I'm great. I'm doing great most days. Even on my worst days, I'm still good because I know what yeah. to do.
1: That's amazing. Sam, yeah. So how are you? What you doing, Sandrine? How are you?
2: I'm doing good. I'm just so honored to be on this discussion with you two beautiful people. Like oh, even that little snippet of that story, I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm doing good. You know, uh, when the quarantine started, y'all, I'm gonna tell you, like, you know, all this self love and self care. I'm very well versed in it. But sometimes, listen, it just takes you down. You know, I lost my sister earlier this year and I think I was going downhill, but I'm feeling good. I've recently have self-discovery, gotten a little bit more clear on where I want to be in the future. I'm hopeful. I'm feeling good. Spirits are up. And so I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm so happy. Yeah.
0: And I want to just add something to yeah. give people the impression that self-discovery is something that you do and it stops. It's like an ongoing lifelong process because as you grow, you're going to refine and you're going to prune, and you're going to try new things. And you're going to eat. So it's like a rinse and repeat is a rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. So um, yeah. please, I don't want to give anybody false ideas. But I agree. I'm sure I'm going to reinvent myself like about 10 more times before I die. And I'm all for it.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey. well, we are talking about self-love and self-care. I want you guys to give give us the depth, your definition, your personal definition. Sandra, and Sandra, I'll start with you. What is your personal definition when it comes to self-love, self-care?
2: Okay. So I think uh, self-love and self-care, at least for me, it goes hand in hand. There's two separate things. Um, Some people, you know, however you define it, let that be how you define it. But for me, you know, self-love is the work that you do to heal your soul. You know, it's learning to love yourself when no one sees you or no one, no one hears you. Right. And so, you know, I know the dictionary has like self love is like, you know, the well being of happiness and so forth. But I like to look at like the back end, like self love is the actionable things that you take to like heal your spiritual, your physical, your psychological. And so self love for me is like learning to accept my weaknesses as my strengths. Like -hmm. when you talked about earlier, like, you know, my speaking and all this stuff, like I'm a Caribbean girl, right? And so- me too. Like, I thought, oh, I can't speak or my accent's gonna come out at this point. And, you know, but it's learning to, and I looked at it as a weakness, but really it's no, it's my authentic self. You know, I needed to learn how to love that, love me for being that. And at the end of the day, you know, self love is those three buckets that I said your physical, you know, filling up your physical, your spiritual, your psychological. Um, but it's knowing that you are enough at the end of the day. Oh, Absolutely. So right? Beautiful. And so with self-care, um, th- how I like to think of it, one, I hate the self-care Sundays because I think self-care needs to be a daily <laughs> thing. So, so I'm not a fan of self-care Sundays. No, I'm not. Self-care <laughs> is a daily thing. And, and how I look at it is, If you look at self-love is the objective, right? And self-care is the task. You need to do the task in order to get to objectives. And so if you have your spiritual bucket, your physical bucket, your psychological bucket, self-care is those tasks to put into those buckets. And so for, for example, spiritual, I make sure daily that I am on the Bible app, right? Reading because that's like, I connect to God. God is for me and God, I know God's not for every, people are, I don't believe in God, whether yeah. it's nature, whatever's whatever, I have to fill that spiritual bucket, right? Mm-hmm. And then for physical, you know, I make sure I get like a five minute walk, a 30 minute workout, because y'all, I've been struggling with the working out. I'm not going <laughs> to, listen, listen, it's been a tough year. And so, you know, with my emotional and my psychological, you know, I love the Insight app where I can do two minutes meditation, literally two minutes. So, And if you don't have two minutes for yourself daily, you're in big trouble. You need to go through some self discovery or something. And so self-love is that objective and self-care is those tasks that you need to like put in those buckets and and fill it up. And so that's sort of like my quick definition of self-love and self-care.
1: But um, Delarue, I will get to you But someone just commented and said Self-love and, well, and self-care it Is discovering who God really is And how much His love is, is what completes you This love causes you to stand in your truth And accept who you really are And accept the power from God to make changes Now, Ms. Delarue, I'm going to come to you <laughs> What is your personal definition of self-love Slash self-care? All right.
0: So I like to think of it like they're 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 in the same garden, but they're different, they're different plants and they serve different purposes, right? So the idea of self-love is is more of like a concept. So it's like a big lofty plant, you know. Uh, if you know like the plant, the elephant ears, like they're huge yeah. and they have a purpose, and their purpose is to kind of shade the other plants. They don't realize that that's their purpose, but that's their purpose. They shade the smaller plants, right? Mm. So self-love is the it is your ability to appreciate. Yourself and to accept yourself as unconditionally good, right? So it's the, it's your ability to look at your accent, is your ability to look at your hand gestures, is your ability to look at all those things that you used to think were not so great, and realize mm-hmm. that there are thousands of people in the world that think that they're beautiful, mm-hmm. right? Because if we speak from a Christian perspective, God doesn't make mistakes.
1: No. Nope.
0: Hello. Right. So if if we go that way, then you must understand that you're designed as you were meant to be. And if you're not feeling filled up, it's because you're not practicing self-care, which is the act of filling your cup, whether it be biological, psychological, social, emotional, sexual and spiritual. You have to fill all those cups. And the minute you stop filling up those cups, you're gonna see what we call maladaptive behaviors emerging in different areas of your life, right? So when you look at people who are in need of social relationships, like I was just writing an article about this, actually. A lot of women and um, specifically feel like, especially women that are past 30 or 40, it's like, oh, I really need to marry. I need a man, I need a man. And um, in reality, what they need is social connection but they're thinking that that's the only way they can get it because naturally human beings we're social creatures. We need Mm -hmm. connection. And they might need a best friend. They might need a sister friend. They might just need a connection with a person or brother friend. Mm -hmm. But because our society limits the way in which you can think of connection they think, oh, I have to have a man. I have to have a husband. And so they terrorize themselves trying to create these relationships sometimes with demonic people when you are not demonic because you're trying to fill a space. Mm. But when what you're really looking for is togetherness and you can achieve that through a really good friendship. Um, you can achieve that through paying attention to your family relationships, right? So the act of self-care is making those micro decisions minute to minute that support your psychological, emotional, biological, spiritual, and sexual well-being, right? And so the concept of self-love is this idea of accepting oneself as you would your child. Like you don't look at your child and say, oh, because the child made one mistake, oh my God, you're such a criminal, right? (laughs) Even if they get arrested, right? Even if if your child flunks a whole grade, you're like, oh my God, you dog, you're too stupid. You know, (laughs) you don't do that. You give your child a break. So it's recognizing this inner child and nurturing this inner child in a way that they were never parented. Um, Not because your parents weren't good, people or whatever they've just did what they could but now it's your turn to take over right mm-hmm. and so self-love is the act of taking over and parenting yourself the way that you want to be parented so that you can now go on and parent with love your the people
1: around you right you guys are just oh my <laughs> god okay so like i said conversation will come up when we're having a conversation so now course, let's oh, do it I wanted to get to another place because it's funny today I was watching. Um, one
2: second. I just wanted to that comment, that person who defines self-love for themselves uh-huh. in the comments you read, yeah. you know, even though, you know, I'm on here saying what self-love is for me and Duluru is saying the same thing, know that what self-love is for you, it is for you, right? Exactly. So. So, so it's not that we're saying this is what it is and that's the big definition. It's that's what right. it is for you. So I love your comment Ebery, um, if I'm saying your name correctly, that that's, that's self-love for you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Della Rousseau, uh, Vandil, do you say you're a minister? Uh-uh.
2: <laughs> that's so
0: funny. You know what? I, 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 we laughing, but maybe, you know, who knows what God has planned for me? Yeah. I, I, I I I I, I, um. I'm going to just hold that. I'm going to uh-huh. take that
1: in because you
0: don't know. And I don't want to block my own blessings. If that's the purpose that he has for me, I'm happy to do the work.
1: You know? uh, I want to move into this thing because you guys are amazing. You guys are beautiful ladies. Um, <laughs> you guys have come to the place where you have accepted yourself, basically what you guys have told us. What yes. we seen, I was watching an episode uh watch uh, I love to watch um interviews. And so I was watching this interview, Charlotte the Main. He interviewed the four ladies, I who, love him. Who did uh, girlfriends and oh. the Ross girl, uh forgot her name, but um uh, Diana Ross daughter, she says something. They were asking her about the end if they bring girlfriends back. Tracy, Ellis Ross, Ross, Ross. No, yeah, character. And, you know, and Charlotte May said, oh, you know, your character should be married and have kids and all that stuff. And she said, girl, please. She said, "Why my character should be married. Why should that be my goal? So I want us to talk about that because I think a lot of young ladies, it's like by the time they hit 30, between 35, it's like, oh my God, I need to get married. I need to have kids. And it comes off for me as a, it comes off like, is that all you want? Is that all you aspire in life? Like, I need to get married. Like, Is there anything else that you want to do? So how can we really change the narrative?
2: Okay. You know what, I'm gonna, cause I know Delarue's gonna come in here and preach us out. (laughs) No, No, I'm not talking about that.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. That's not my intention. I love it,
2: I love it. And so I love Tracy Ellis Ross because she is actually one of those women in um, Hollywood that sort of say it's okay to to love yourself and love who you are. And it's okay that you're not married. And it's okay that you don't have kids at a certain age and all this stuff. And I follow her journey and I love her so much because it reminds me of myself. You know, a lot of people say, like, why aren't you married yet? You have a good job, like you're a pretty girl. What's wrong with you? And then they start making you feel like, is there something wrong with me? And mm-hmm. I had to like get to the realization, like, Fuck it. Nothing's wrong with me. Something's wrong with you for thinking that something's wrong with me because I'm not married or I don't have children. Right. And so use my language, you said we can we can go here Edwin, with the you conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, you know, I hate that society and the images have put so much pressure on our young women that. Um, you something must be wrong with you or you don't love yourself or you know if you're not married or have children and I'm the complete opposite and yes I I hope to be married or have children one day but it's not my goal it's not what I see as as a success I see it as an addition to the beautiful thing that I have going on here you know I'm enjoying exploring myself and who I am so when someone do come into my life they they're not coming in to fill anything they're coming in to just be an addition you know and so i love the fact that tracy had that response like yeah why does she need to be married you it know was
1: deep. it was really deep i think that was but anyway you can go ahead so
0: i think it's important for us to understand the concept of marriage like you you have to understand the function of marriage why it exists Before, why it existed the way it did before and and how it's carrying over and where we are now in the evolution of human beings. Right. Mm. Um, In the 60s and the 70s, it was essential for women to get married because women did not have the opportunity to go out there and work and provide for themselves as we do today.
1: Yeah.
0: That was the main reason why a lot of those marriages survived. It wasn't because the women were so thrilled to be in it. It was because they didn't have options. Mm. I, I mean, that's just the long and short of it. So with women coming into the, the, the workforce and women being able to provide at this point most, I mean, in some communities of color, the women are, are able to provide way better than the male their male counterparts, right? With women stepping into this space and being able to do for themselves and do for their families and become the breadwinners in their families, um, the need for marriage no longer really exists in that sense, the, the need. The, the, the day-to-day bread and butter need no longer exists, right? And so this is the reason why women like Tracy Ellis Ross are able to say, why does she have to get married? You know, if, if marriage is not something you want to do, um, the need for it no longer exists. Today, women can get up and have careers and go and start businesses and do amazing things in the world. They don't need to get married. Marriage should be a choice. Uh, one of my very good um, uh, uh, older friends said to me, um, you know, uh, look at your your marital situation or boyfriend or relationship like a fur coat. You don't have to have a fur coat, but if you have it, it's nice. Mm. Right? That's good. Um, it gives you an extra layer of warmth, maybe mm-hmm. more so than a parka. But a parka is still of course, and you're not going to die from freeze burn, you know, if you don't have a fur. But if you have a fur, it's nice, it's cozy. Right? And so when, when she said that to me, I was like, you know, that's, 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 uh, that resonates really strongly with me because I don't need to have a husband. And I will tell you, like, having been married, I don't know if I want to remarry. <laughs> I, and especially when you look at the requirements of mm-hmm. a Christian marriage. Right. If so, if I'm going to go stand in front of the pastor and say I do, I'm, in doing so, there is a lot of responsibilities that are placed on women. Christian women who choose to marry. And a lot of women, including myself, we got married and we didn't read the requirements. When you got inside, you saw the nitty-gritty you let Jesus saw, hold the fire, I don't know how I can make it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot that's placed on women. And so, having gone through it, having examined it inside, so I was married for 14 years. I wow. don't know how to do that again. It's a lot of work. Like, I'm out here working, doing my thing. It, I don't know if I want to come home and, and, and be responsible for another human being in the way in which it's required culturally, you know, from the Liberian perspective, we have a whole another layer of requirement on top of the Christian stuff, you know, in terms of caregiving. And, um, you know, I, like Tracy Ellis Ross like, well, is there any other way for me to partner? Like, do I have to do all of that? And um, I, I do, I, I, I can choose to do this however I want to. I'm grown
1: excuse me okay this so. <laughs> wrong. y'all heard that okay so um I like the trajectory that we're taking right now but you know there's something funny because a lot of times when in a, a lot of times when you're in a relationship or you, for those who you know uh, uh, for us who've been married or those in a relationship you know when you start to care for yourself and you start to uh, um, do all these things you are counted as selfish. So now there's become this stigma related to uh, self-love and self-care as selfish. So I think there are men, there are women out there who are trying to actually achieve this, but they can't because they're afraid that their partner or their friends or whoever is it that they're in that relationship with will consider them to be selfish. So how can we tackle that? Like you guys have gone through this journey. Like how were you able to achieve this? based, even though there were people saying
2: I mean, for, you know, when I, I look at selfish as protection. I'm protecting my, my, my time, my peace. Um, and so no, it's not selfish. And so there, are people who sort of do the actionable things right for the self-love and the self-care and it's like overly like it goes into like narcissistic narcissism type of like I'm only doing this for outward right and then so that's like a whole nother ball game there but when you're talking about being selfish, to take time for yourself, to figure out what are those patterns that you need to change from within to be a better person, to love yourself, Um, protecting that space and that time, that's not selfish, that's protection. So if you wanna call my selfish like, oh, whatever, do what you need to do, but I see selfish as protection and I need to be selfish and protect my time in order to do what I need to do for myself so I can show up in the world every day as a better human, as a better person, as my authentic loving self.
1: Mm,
0: love All right, so for those people who are just starting to like consider the journey or tiptoe into the journey, I, I wanna give you um, a couple of things. First, understand that Self care and self love is about self preservation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This is not about you being selfish; it's about you being self full. And there's a huge distinction. I'm taking care of me so that I can better take care of you. In addition to that, Eleanor Roosevelt um, had a uh, said a quote that I love. She said, "Those that matter don't mind, and those that mind don't matter." Mm. And I think we really need to take hold of that because. As you go through your journey, you're going to need to explain to the people who matter to you what you're doing. Not in detail, but to explain to your children that mom or dad needs this time to themselves because I need to replenish, I'm exhausted. And in doing that, you're teaching your child how to take care of themselves, right? So if you're setting, like I do this a lot, I set my daughter up with arts and crafts, a couple of snacks, I'm like, you know what, mom needs the afternoon off. So entertain yourself, she's 10. She's very capable of getting her own snacks, doing her arts and crafts. And it gives me like a minute to just take a nap or to read a book or to have my tea and just kind of re-steady myself, right? Because it, the world is it, it's not always an easy place to digest, right? Mm-hmm. The other piece of it is when you make up your mind that you're tired wearing everyone else's definition of you, mm. the starting point is to decide that... You're going to take this journey regardless of who applauds you or who does not. It's not about them. And understand, as with all changes, it's going to make the people around you uncomfortable. Yes. And every time they just express a discomfort and, oh, Cedrine, you're not changed. Oh, Edwin, you're different. Mm-hmm. Just think to yourself, those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter. If they're going to fall off, they're going to fall off. But guess what? For every one person that falls off your friend list, even your family list, you're going to get two amazing human beings to fill that damn space. Hello. I'm not kidding you. Like my friend circle right now looks so different than it did when I started my journey. And I'm not mad. It just is not better or worse. It's just different. It suits yeah. where I am right now. And this yeah. is because the universe will rise to support you in the decisions that you make. If you make a decision that says, I'm a doormat, I'm a victim, I, I I have no value, it will rise and support that. If you make a decision that says, you know what? I'm a child of God. I'm an apple of his eye. I am worthy. I matter just because I'm here. Do you know me, kids? They try to conceive and couldn't make it. I'm here. Not only are I here, I made it this many years. I matter because of that. The universe will rise to support that. So yeah. know these things and just every day get up and make those micro decisions that support your well-being. Before mm-hmm. you know it, you'd be floating around a whole bunch of people with light. Just light, 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 light. 360 degrees of light. And that's your goal, you mm-hmm. know?
2: So. I, I love the fact how, uh, you know, you were talking about, like, you know, people going to be falling off because, listen, I... I just couldn't believe like some of the friendships I never thought. And I I hate that, like not being someone friend type thing. But it's the reality of of when you really take the time for yourself, people are going to use the you acting different. Why are you different, you know, doing all this? And you have to stand strong in your truth and says, I'm doing what's best for me. And if that doesn't fit into your world or your agenda or whatever, then you have to do what's best for you. And now we're both doing what's best for us. And and we're going to show up as two good people in the world. And so I always like when when stuff starts happening, because it's like, oh, you different. Why you? You never used to do that before. You know, I just say, you know what? I'm a bless it. I'm a wish it well. And I'm going to let it go. I don't have time to fight with it anymore because I need to do what's best for me so I can show up and be a better person. I'm doing the work.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm not even going to front. Like I literally showed up on Facebook and I put a post up and said, I am a different person than I used to be. Hello. I, I did. So don't expect me to respond the way I used to. Mm. Right. And don't, and, and if my happiness makes you uncomfortable, unfriend me. I won't Hello. take it out to you.
1: Girl. Yes. Hello. Okay. Saying I, this, I recall when. I decided to go through this journey. And I remember having a conversation with my mom. And she said, so I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Because my mom went through this. And she said, let me tell you what's going to happen. She said, you are going to lose so much, friends. Mm -hmm. You cannot even believe it. And I said, mommy, what do you mean? They are my friends. I've been knowing them. She said, oh, no, 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 no. She said, they are used to that DJ. DJ. She said, Edwin is coming up then I'm going to be able to handle it. And she that's said, awesome. one thing you are going to also learn how to do is to say no. Oh, that's a big one. I didn't one. know how to say no. I was at every baby shower, every wedding, every event I was in, everybody's wedding, spending my own money, going to every party, picking everybody. I, I was the person. I was the It re- must be girl. a Libra no, thing. thing. No, no it's, it's not. It's a- because I, I felt that I was reliable. My friends are calling me because I was reliable. But when I was going through my stuff and I had to leave all those things and deal with myself and love on myself, there was nobody. I was like, where are all those people at? I ain't getting invited to no cookout. I don't get invited to nothing. When I say nothing, nothing. It's like literally they cut you off because you have become different. And that difference is because you are really not becoming your authentic self. This is me. These are the things that I like to do. This is what I want to be. No, I'd rather I rather stay home and meditate or read a book or watch a movie or do something else than go hang out with you and just talk nonsense. That is not going to benefit me. Yeah. So I think I really believe that that season really incorporates you losing a lot of family members. Um, it's weird because the so- group that I have right now, are people that I've been knowing since I was in second grade. And these are my authentic friends. They have yeah. that's what it is.
0: But I think Ed, we need to normalize for people that not all relationships are meant to be permanent. True. Yeah. And I think if we, we go into friendships and dating situations with that understanding, it takes a lot of the pressure off, right? Not every relationship is supposed to be permanent. Some of them are meant to just be there for a time and they serve a exactly. purpose. Yeah, exactly, some relationships are seasonal, they serve their purpose, and then it's time to let them go. And you understand that as you're letting them go, you're making space for new things, right? Yeah. Um, and I think when we teach younger people, we teach other people that it's okay to let go. You know, it just takes on a whole new feeling. For me, like the idea that someone wants to leave my life, it excites me because I'm like, oh, I wonder who's coming in to fill the field of space. And I <laughs> start so thinking about the possibilities of who's coming in to fill this space.
1: Yeah. It's it
0: exciting, right? Yeah. Because that's how I see it. Because I, what I do know is that as I get older, I get better, right? I get more yeah. interesting, more dynamic, and mm-hmm. sexier, and more exciting. And being like that attracts a similar person. Yeah. So my relationships just have to become elevated. Even business-wise, the people I do business with today are very different from the people I used to do business with. Right. And then also, I think as you self-actualize, as you become more of your own self, you attract people who are more compatible with who you really are. People who can actually make you more happy because they're seeing the raw, real you. Right. Not the you you were raised and told you supposed to be. Absolutely. Right? And then the last piece of that is. Um, there's no there's no one group of people that's supposed to be your friends forever. There's no one person that's supposed to be your soulmate. You're meant to have many soulmates Ooh. in your life.
1: Yeah, I really believe that. So, somebody said you spoke to their soul.
0: I like that. I like that. I like that. But you're supposed to have many soulful experiences in your life. You know what I mean? So get excited about the changes every time you make space. Like Steve Harvey used to say it. In one of his stories he explained, he said, he talks about how um, he wanted a new car, but he had two old cars parked in the garage. And his father or his uncle kept telling you, he said, Steve, until you move that old car, no new car gonna be here because there's no space <laughs> to park it, right? And he said that the, the weeks he moved that old car, even though he didn't have money to buy a new car, someone gave him a damn car. Mm.
1: Now that's the universe speaking to you right there. Yeah,
0: make space in your life for the things that you want. Like, don't be afraid to let go. You will come into this world by yourself. You will go by yourself. Everything in between, it's just, it's just an experience. Like, let go. The job, the man, the woman, the friend, even your mommy, like, let them go. Like, you can love people. Like, I always, I'm a Christian, so, like, Understanding these from a biblical standpoint, it, it resonates for me, but you know, the Bible says, love your neighbors as you love yourself. I would say people, there's well, certain parts me I don't love like I don't love my thighs, right? But I love I, I love my face, I love my hands, you know, and so we love different parts of me at different distances, right? I have relatives that I don't love up close no. because they don't they don't feed my spirit, no. you know, yeah. and that's yeah. just a fact. Not everybody you related to is going to build you up. Some of them Take pleasure in tearing you down, True. and I grew up with that. And I got once I got to to be an adult, I was like, okay, you in there, over there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get know over there, over there, over there, mom. That's where you belong, right? Yeah. And and then I have friends that some of them are here, some of them are here, and some of them are there. I wish no one any malice, but as a CEO of Me Inc, I decide where your positions, right? Hello, yeah. Hello. Yes.
1: yes, so
0: like and you take your position, you're
1: free to quit. Yeah, but I, <laughs> well, I love what you said because I want us to really talk about um, yes, we are talking about self love, we are talking about self care and all that stuff, but there are things in our lives that is hard for us to let go. Oh, yes, there are things that I will tell you, I was part of a group or part of an organization that for basically my entire life. But when I started this journey of finding myself and rediscovering myself, I had to let go. That was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. All these people have been hanging around them. I hang up like, how am I going to leave these people? Who am I going to call when I need this? Like, it was hard. But I really want us to go into that place where you get to that place in the life where you become whole, mm. it's like you mm. are okay mm. being by yourself because you are whole. Let's talk <laughs> about like an
0: doing
2: emotional it. orgasm. I hear you. Go ahead, Cedrine. No. Dream. <laughs> emotional <laughs> orgasm. I, listen, I'm I'm learning from you tonight. You hear me? that's um, It's just <laughs> an, an emotional orgasm. This wholeness. The wholeness.
0: Let me tell you something. It's a scary journey, right? If if you think about it, if you think about any great leader, because we're all leaders in our own lives, right? If you can't lead yourself, don't try to lead anybody else, for real. Save us all the trouble. Yeah. Master yourself first, right? Every great leader at some point has to leave the crowd and go upstairs. Absolutely. Right? Right. Our great Jesus, he left the disciples, he went up to pray. There's certain places that you just can't carry everybody with you. They don't belong there. It's not their vision. It's not their journey. It's not for them to understand. So we can't resent the fact that they don't understand. We we, we just have to kind of accept that, that it's not theirs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you the freedom in doing that. When you can accept that people... Can't go everywhere with you, you release yourself and go everywhere with them. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it frees you up. Like when you can when you can accept that fact, when when you can tell someone no, and and without malice, when they tell you no, you're not gonna feel bad either. You're gonna be like, oh well, you know what I mean? But once you get on the other side, so it's kind of like life pulls the training wheels away from you. All those people that you you were growing up with, they were pillars. Your best friend, your favorite cousin, your mom, your pop. At some point, life dissolves those relationships because it wants you to understand that you alone are enough. Mm. Yeah, You can stand on your own two feet, make decisions based on what's in your heart and based on your own instinct, and survive. You've been doing it for years. You just didn't pay attention. You don't need those people. They are fur coats.
1: Oops. Sandrine, what Sandrine go ahead and talk because you know that i are going to preach. I <laughs> I, listen, I'm
2: listening. No, but go back, back, back to your go back to know. your question Edwin, and, and 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 talking about being whole and being able to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um for my birthday uh, that just passed, you know, we were in quarantine and I I took myself to Miami, Um, it's actually my home, but um, it's this fancy hotel that no one has ever, like a lot of people growing up, they say, oh, that's really expensive, and you know, all this stuff. And I actually book a day there, spa, beach, everything, right? And so I had someone like, uh, text me to be like, Hey, happy birthday. What you doing? Who are you with? What's, and I said, Oh, I'm here. I'm here at this place by myself. I'm enjoying the day. And they said, Whoa, you're by yourself. And yeah. I said, yeah, I am. And they were like, you must have to really love yourself in order to be by yourself. And I, and that, and that was like, I guess I really do love myself to be by myself, but it still shocks people that being by yourself, even for your birthday or for whatever, is like this thing like you need people and, you know, bringing people that you don't even get along with just to have space filled up. And so being whole is you get to a place where you're okay by yourself you really are and anybody that you want to invite in is because you truly want to invite them in your space right and so so that's when you know that you're in a space of wholeness it's like i'm operating and i'm inviting in because I want to do it and it's not when you talked about it when you know we were people pleasers or we can't say no so we were constantly being around people because we wanted to please them or we couldn't say no but knowing I really didn't want to go to the club or I really didn't want to be here and I'm having a hard time being here my energy and everything is feeling so depleted by the time I get home because I'm somewhere where I didn't want to be and so when you get to a space of wholeness you get to an understanding of knowing it's okay. I can be by myself. I can travel by myself and be okay, you know, and I don't need to invite people in that's not wanted.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, so Asatu Shannon said, those people are <laughs> <have> fur coats. <laughs> that's, girl. that's my homegirl. Yes, that's hold my homegirl. Um, Vandell said that he really liked the ladies on the show and he's in his house screaming. (laughs) (laughs) So it is crazy out here. But somebody said, Florence Johnson said, finding yourself don't mean you have to let go of those that love you.
0: No. So let's just be clear about that. This is not a matter of you letting go of the people who love and care for you but rather a repositioning of people so that you feel supported. You feel celebrated. You are getting what you need. So if the person that you love loves you with reciprocity, if they support you, if they love, honor, and cherish you, keep them there. Yeah. What we're speaking to is we're looking at those people who cut you down Toxic. those people who don't support exactly, toxic people who don't support yeah. the decisions that you're making to be a better person like for example, we got a lot of haters out here, like you know sister on a, like, a weight loss journey and stuff and they'll be trying to give you hamburgers thought I told you I'm on a weight loss right, that's the okay. hate. whereas I have a girlfriend who would say okay you know what D, let's go to dinner and let's go to tapas because at least it will give you a variety of things to choose from you can have what you need, I have that kind of friend that we're looking for you know what I mean? <laughs> but people who support you on your journey towards goodness, right? Um, for me and and for each person is different. So there's no two journeys that's gonna look the same because we all want different things, you know. Um yes. I have friends who take pleasure in running home to go cook for the husband and all that crazy. That's not me. You see what I'm saying? But I'm not mad at her, it's just not my thing. I feel somebody needs to run home and cook for me.
1: <laughs> and yeah
0: I, we're not. We're both out here working.
1: <laughs>
0: but that's just me. You know, everybody's different. And that's the point I'm trying to make, right? Um, so I don't want anybody to please, you're right. This is not about dis- like cutting people off for no reason. It's about right. you reflecting on your life, seeing what feels good, you keep that. It's the same thing, even with your morals and your values that you grew up with, some of it is good, some of it is not good. Take exactly. out what's good, hold on to it. What is not good, replace it with what feels right for you. This is completely a self defining
1: process. And since, with, and I want to talk about this part of um, um, discovering uh, discovering myself. This is something that I did. I am currently, and I've started, and I still do it. I protect my energy. Absolutely. I protect the energy that I get into, I protect it. And this is something that I do. All my friends laugh at me. If I go on social media and I scroll on your social media page and then I think, oh, my God, oh, De La Roo, she's having a great time. Why can't I have that great time? I don't follow you. Because i got to protect my energy. It has nothing to do with you. It's me. And in order for me to protect my energy, I'm there sitting there being envious of you and what you're doing for no reason. So for me to protect myself and for me to get into that space where I'm I'm looking at people's social media and wondering how they're traveling and got this car and that car, I just don't follow them. If I go to somebody's house and the energy is off, I'm finding an excuse to leave that i've learned to protect my energy my son laughs i did all the time because we go somewhere and i'm like we ain't going there let's go home because that energy for me is not working if you are having an event and that i find out there are certain people i know that i don't want to be around they are there i'm not going because i need to protect my space because in that your house or in where you're having it i'm not going to be able to protect myself because that's your space. So for me to keep protect my energy, I leave. I said, I'm seeing too much. I said, I said, well, no way. Well, I know how to protect myself.
0: So I, I will say that, you know, part of, of what you're, 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 I feel like you're halfway there, but there's some skill building that needs to come on the back end of that. Right. So one of the things I want to leave with everybody is this idea of self-care and self-love. Are, are things that you can practice, they're skills that you can build. It's not something you're necessarily born knowing how to do, and you may not have been raised to know how to do it, but you can, You can't. anybody can learn it, right? And it's ever-growing, and it's so, ever-growing. It's ever-growing, it's, ever it's never even enough because you know yes. we are insatiable characters and what we love on ourselves, and more we want it, right? I'm yep, yes. yep. um, So I definitely agree with you on that, but I think that um, the idea of protecting your energy is very important but when it gets to a space where you're scrolling on the internet and you are feeling uncomfortable looking at other people's pictures, I want you to go a step further. I'm, I'm following them temporarily is fine, but then you have to ask yourself some questions. What is it that I'm seeing that's making me uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Why am I uncomfortable? Am I uncomfortable because I'm not happy for that person? Chances are, that's not the reason, right? You're maybe uncomfortable because you want to do the same thing. So, If you want to do the same thing, for me, then the solution is, OK, how do I plan? Because then that means you're being inspired by the person, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. How do I plan so that I can have the same thing? But if you find yourself in a position where you're kind of like annoyed that someone's progressing and you're not, um, I, I will peel the <laughs> reel you back in to say, well, why? You know, Is it because that you believe that it's not available to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because once you believe it's available to you now, it's just a matter of planning and executing, right? You can yeah. be on a beach in Belize. I mean, what is it? A plane ticket, right?
2: Yeah.
0: In a hotel room, right? Yeah. Um. Or, but so you you can pivot from that space where you're looking at something, and 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 everybody goes through this, you know. We I just got off the phone with a client who was telling me, you know, this this is an Ivy League, um, you know, professional person and doing extremely well, but still feeling not accomplished enough because social media. She's taking it personal. Yep. And and I had to remind her that what you're looking at is it's not real. It's like an airbrushed, you know, fancied up (laughs) reflection of life. Like even my old pictures on social media got a little filter on them most of the time. You know, (laughs) like come on now. And so, what do you think Beyonce is doing to theirs? You know, they have an entire team working on their stuff. So. You, you're you comparing yourself to something that's not real. That's yeah, not real. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of times I encourage my clients, when you have these kind of negative thoughts, look for evidence to support your thought. Is there, is there any evidence to support my thought? Like I'm looking at you in Belize and I'm mad. What is the reason that I'm not am Delaware, but he can't be in nice. Belize. <laughs> <page laughs> How much is, is, is a hotel room, right? And so it's like there's no need for me to be upset. I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, EJ went. Okay, next. Belief's on the top of my list, right? Uh I want to go, and it's available to me. So there's no need for me to feel like that. If I
1: continue
0: to feel like that, then it's a matter of self worth. I don't believe that I'm entitled to go to that place. Then we need to do some work. You need to call me,
1: Uh right? (laughs) (laughs) Call her.
0: call her. (laughs) Call
2: her. I she
1: said you need to call me. I don't want
2: to call her. No, no, I I, I totally
0: agree. A you. No,
1: but I think that's true. And I think um a lot of us don't protect our energy. And I know I would like I'm I'm on the extreme, and I know that's me. I am team too much, I'm always on the extreme. But I think just for little things, um, I was give this example. My son, he loves to play video games, and you know, now they got these video games what they're like in different countries and it'd be on the thing and all that kind of stuff. And so he was playing this game and he was in his room and a couple of minutes I went in the room and then I saw him like in tears. I'm like, why are you crying? He said, my friend on the game, my best friend on the game asked me to do something and I didn't do it. And so, because I didn't do it, he unfriended me and I gave him a high five. In his tears, he's like, daddy, why are you giving him a high five? I said, because you stood to your ground. I said, maybe you don't want to tell me what it is that he wanted you to do. I said, but the fact that you protected yourself from that and your friend didn't see you as authentic enough to accept to say, okay, Matthias don't want to do that, but I can still be his friend. Then that's not a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us in our life, we're still pleasing people. That is why we're not able to reach that. Wholeness or that authentic who we are because we're still trying to please mom, dad, brother, sister, and all that stuff. So I know we're still here, but I just want us to talk. I don't know if we can just have a conversation. On how can we create boundaries?
2: And so, so first, I'm, I'm that whole protecting your peace thing is. Um, you know, I look at mm-hmm. it in a different way, Edwin. Protecting mm-hmm. peace for me, and I totally agree that if you're scrolling through Instagram and you see something, yeah, you don't like, I'm, I'm it is
1: I'm not about I'm deleting. It's about some deep work. I'm when you went to Paris? I'm like, I ain't gonna see all of that. I'm blacker. You know <laughs> what? You're wrong for that,
2: No, but but listen, one is actually believing yourself that you could achieve all this stuff, Edwin. Honestly, but it's really some. Mm-hmm. Deep work that needs to be done. So when you see that stuff, like I scroll through Beyonce and everybody stuff, and I'm like, yes, I can't wait till I get. You know, I'm actually happy and have joy, and and have released all of the jealousy stuff. And that that took growth, you know. But you know, with with the boundaries and stuff, is actually part of my self love um, sort of check. I do like a checklist, right? To see like where my uh, thermometer is, right? And so like the first thing is is like my mindfulness. How am I like what are what are, what are the things that I'm saying to myself about myself, right? How am I actually feeling about myself? And when's the last time I actually looked at myself and say, like, Sandrine, I love you, girl. I love you. Like, you know, and really mean that shit, right? And so in that you know the needs and the wants like making sure that i'm not doing things um the the wants the the wants are like the quick fixes of the things that i'm doing like you know doing something to get high like we all know when you get high it only lasts for a certain time right it doesn't last for a long time and so it you you feel good and then it kind of goes away me, I'm like, I'm focusing on what are the actual things that I need to stay consistent with my, with my self-love. And then so then you get to boundaries, like you just said, right? Um, checking my boundaries, checking, checking like those people around me, like, am I creating my boundaries? I will tell you this. I had a friend one time. So as you said, I travel a lot and I've been traveling and I came home and I just wanted to have this weekend to myself. I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to go to to brunch or do anything. And I was talking to my girlfriend like, yeah, girl, I'm back in D.C. And she said, well, I'm going to be there. So open the door. And I said, actually, no, I, I just want to be by myself. She was like, oh, you better open the door when I show up. And it really dawned on me like hold up. This chick has no respect for my boundaries. I'm telling you, I want to be alone. I don't want any visitors this weekend. I, I just need some time to myself. And, and so it's really like being stern on those boundaries. And when someone's trying to push like the boundaries is like your door, right? And they're trying to push their way in and you're like, no, 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 I said, no, I don't want you here. I don't want you to do this. And, and so the last thing is, is it is that protecting your peace. And how I look at that is releasing all of the toxic people things that I do behaviors. And so, so that's how I (laughs) live in peace. It's a little different from you, but again, you know, this conversation is all about to maybe get some ideas on how to do things if you are looking for change, but it doesn't take away from how how people see self-love or self-care or protecting your peace or your boundaries or whatever the situation may be. So do a self love check, and I do check the boundaries and the, the protecting my peace, my mind. How am I, you know, thinking about myself and like my needs and making sure I'm not doing it once just getting high for a quick second and not, you know. And when I say high, I'm not talking about drugs, people. <laughs> high, I'm just, <laughs> about, you know, things that get you. In you know, R- a really
1: rush. Well,
0: Minister Delarue,
1: it's your turn. Oh, you. I don't like. I, okay, I'm not to argen that. Argen by this conversation.
0: <laughs> All right. So, um, boundaries. So here's the thing, right? Boundaries emerge as part of the journey. If you take a self-discovery journey and you start examining your value system, mm-hmm. and you start sifting through your your environment, you're going to come to a place where you're forced to consider boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like to think of boundaries as walls to protect, but not walls to separate. Mm. The intention is not to separate you from me. The intention is to protect me. Right. From the world. And so those who matter won't mind and those who mind won't matter again. right. So when it comes to boundaries, it's a matter of really kind of looking at the things that you're trying to achieve in your life. Like, so if you were trying to achieve a Zen home, um, there might be people who infringe on your privacy and show up at your door and, um, you know, come in there with a whole lot of, uh, lot of noise and all of that. And if, if that's not what you want, then then you are forced to say, well, um, this isn't what I want. I, I didn't enjoy the experience. So next time I'm going to put up a boundary when they want to come over, I'm going to say, well, oh, you know, perhaps we should meet at a cafe. Or So putting on boundaries doesn't have to be a rude or unkind or uh, uncomfortable experience. I think a lot of us think of it that way. And so we, we, we run away from putting the boundary up. But I like to think of boundaries in, as guideposts to teach people how to treat me. Mm. Mm. Clear instruction, you operate between here and here. And then we all get along. And you're free to exercise your boundaries on me as well so that I know how to engage you. And for all of the people out there who think that putting up boundaries is going to make people run away from you, I have to tell you that it's the complete opposite. When you correct boundaries, it attracts people to you who can respect them. Yes, And it makes you look very appealing to them. Yeah. People like challenges. They like the idea that I'm not going to be all up in here willy-nilly. You know what I mean? They like to know the rules of engagement. And so boundaries teach people how to engage you. You know, if your phone goes off at 8, like I have a a, a client, who she has some kind of app on her phone that shuts it off between 8 PM and 8 AM. So her job, they will call it tire, but they won't get her. So she's put up this boundary. And then after about 30 days, they, they realize that, oh, we can't call her after eight because she never picks up. And guess what? They call someone else.
2: Girl, I put mine on do not disturb on my iPhone. You can't call me after nine o'clock
1: unless okay. you're part of my favorites. See, boundary, so those are the tools for boundary setting right yes, there. And that mm-hmm. boundary, I think, is extremely important because, um, like I said, Sandrine and I worked um, for the seen company before and you know and people feel that they can just call you and text you at any time and when i got a new job i remember having a conversation and they were like oh you know we're gonna give you a phone i'll say i don't want a phone and he's like why i said because i don't want you thinking that you can call me whenever you want he said can we still give you a phone and you tell us when we can and cannot call you because we don't want to be calling you on your private line i said sure you can only call me this time if you call me after this time, I'm not, and I tell you, I have the phone. When I'm done, I leave it wherever it is, and I go. You call me. You're never going to get it. You mean not going to get it. And I think we all need to set those boundaries, even in relationships. That's I said. So you have to teach people how to treat you. Yes. That's Mandela deal. And I think this is important because a lot of relationships, a lot of what is your with your significant other or with your mom and your dad, you need to learn how you need to teach people how to treat you. Even my mama, Yeah, my mom always tell me, the way you gave me, the way you gave you to me, the how I would accept you. And that's what I am She said, that's it. If you come up and think, if we can say whatever we want to say to you, then we can say whatever we want to say to you. But until you set those boundaries, which are hard, I think a lot of people are uncomfortable. Even though we say they ex- their. People accept it, but it's still uncomfortable for certain people because they don't know, especially for us coming from our culture, African culture, where it's like, um, you know, I'm like, I'm going to set boundaries with my mom. I had to learn that. I had to learn how to set boundaries with my mom, my dad, my siblings. I'm just like, there are certain things you're not going to tell me. We're not going to do that.
2: And, I, and it's hard. It's hard because they're not used to you doing that, right? Because you were the people pleaser. You always said yes. You were the yes man. And so, going back to the point is uh, letting them know that, letting them know that. Listen, I'm setting these new boundaries. I need to get my eight hours of sleep or whatever. And the people who who have been riding with you or down with you, who love you, they said, "You know what." And when it's starting to, you know, this new boundary stuff, I'll respect it. Right. Because I know that's what he needs for himself. And so it's changing. Change for people sometimes seems like, oh, like, why are you changing all of a sudden? But, you know, the people who love you and respect you and even in my journey of growth. I still have my girlfriends from middle school and high school that we still, you know, they respect, they respect it at every level. And so it's not about letting go friends and thinking like, oh, whatever. It's about the people who truly love you and understand you need to grow. They will be there in your new self, right? When that old skin come off and the new skin come on, your ride or die is going to be there at the end of the day,
1: you know? Exactly. And amazing and it's and it's also important someone said wholeness is a must but i laughed earlier because my sister is watching and she said right answer at 5 a.m when i call i don't answer when call. she called me after 11 o'clock and she knows that but she still continues to do it so i don't answer the call but you see you guys are still rocking right and that's, that, that's i know the said, that said, that, she, you know so don't don't call 11 11 but she still does it, and i don't answer
0: and that's okay you know you can't control other people We really have to get that uh, into us. Like we have, you only have control over yourself. You can only take agency over yourself. Right. And so your family members are going to keep trying you. They're going to keep pushing those boundaries because that's what they've been doing since you were born. You know, and it's it's left with you to be response able. If you look at that word responsible, that's what it means. You're response able. You're response able to say no. Right. I remember the first time I had to have a come to Jesus conversation with my mother, who is like the great matriarch of my family. I was so nervous, but I had to tell her, I'm like, look, you're making me miserable, chick. Like, you got to stop doing these things. I love you to death, but you're hurting me. And guess what? She had no clue. She was hurting me. She had no clue because I'd never said anything. I was just going along with the get along. And so. But here's the thing I wanted to say about boundaries, right? Boundary setting starts with your understanding that you are the gift. Mm. You are a gift to the people who are in your life. If you understand that you're a gift, if you can identify your own qualities, the things that make you amazing. If if I can give you all one assignment, get a sheet of paper and write out this statement, I matter because, and write out 20, 20 reasons that you matter. You'll be shocked. You will struggle to come up with five because so many of us don't see ourselves in that way. Mm. I matter because, and then you tell us why you matter. Not because, it might not be because, oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm at my church and I'm doing this or you're serving other people. No. Intrinsically, yes. on your own, why do you matter? Just do that one little assignment and your ability to make that list of 20 or not will show you how far you are into your journey, your self-discovery journey. Because there are thousands of reasons why you actually matter, but until you stop and think about them, you're not going to be able to put up any boundaries because
1: you don't believe that you deserve to have boundaries. This has been the conversation <laughs> of a conversation. Oh, yes. I can't even start to explain how much I, how much I'm appreciative of you two. I mean. Like I said, De La Rue, people are saying you're preaching. Like, <laughs> they're, 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 yeah. Somebody said you just made them drop their phone. Okay. Yeah, girl. Sandrine, they're wow. like, they're like, you guys, are, someone says Sandrine is giving us the truth. I know that's right, Sandrine. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, basically, I think this conversation, and this is why I started this platform, is because we want to have conversations that we normally don't have in the Black community in the awesome. African community, in the Caribbean community, we don't have these conversations. And so yeah. um, we're over time, but hey, I want you guys to leave us with something. What, leave, I don't know what to say. I'm done. I'm out of questions. I'm good. Just okay. give us something that we can remember fully from here. I will start with Delarue.
0: All right. So I want to say to you that each of us are spiritual beings. And I don't mean necessarily a Christian spiritual being, but you're, you're, there's a spirit in you that mm-hmm. that guides you your your intuition is, is not just there it, it, it has a, a special purpose and it's to guide you to where you're supposed to be right and as a spiritual being you have to understand that you are not your culture you're not your family and you're not who anyone else says you, that you're supposed to be your job here on earth today the reason that you're on this show watching is because you need to figure out who that spirit is and where that spirit is supposed to be going at this time. You will switch directions as you go. But the main thing is you should not switch destinations, right? Think about that, like really sit, get a cup of coffee or tea and a notebook. And if you don't want to write, draw, but try to figure out from all the things that you're feeling inside, not for what you see, not for what they say, not for what mommy said, daddy said, forget about them. Those people we love them to death, but they're they're more than halfway through their lives, but you may be at the halfway mark and you only get one chance to go through this life. So stop for a second and just think, where do you think you will be most comfortable today? Where do you think you'll be most comfortable tomorrow? And then start to plot a path towards that. You don't got to tell nobody. You don't have to share it because you know the haters are out there You know, trying to not let a sister be great. But <laughs> you, on your own, think about it. And don't just be careless with your life. It's so valuable. It is so sweet once you kind of tap into your joy. Like, lean into that. Lean into it and just ride that day on air. Oh, it's sweet. I'm telling you. I- <laughs> And if you need help, reach for it. Don't be like our people of yesteryear's where they're like, oh, you only call a therapist or a coach when you create it. That's not true. You know, no. when your heart needs an oil change, you can go to the mechanic. Okay, so when your brain or your heart needs some help, call your sister. Like, get some help. You don't have to be in therapy for two years. If you're in therapy for two years, maybe the therapist is not so good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, but like sometimes you just need a little troubleshooting. And I really want to normalize the idea of reaching for help for our people because a lot of them are so afraid uh, to ask for help, you know? So anyway, that's all I have to say. I love you guys. Thank you for allowing me to share the platform with you today, EJ and Cedrine. I really appreciate both of you.
2: Awesome, girl. I'm happy to be here. I was learning as you was dropping those gems, Okay. (laughs) Um, I I just want to leave, you know, there, there are so many steps that one can take on their self love and self care journey. And, and all of the steps won't work for everybody at the same time because the reality is, is that we are all growing and learning at different times. That's just the reality. We can't always do it at the same same line, right? And so, You know, if I can do like four quick steps, if someone's on here right now and saying, "Well, what is four things I can just do to start this self love, self care journey?" The first thing is is getting aligned with who God is, and and I'm going to add to that and say. You may not believe in God because I had a speak. When I used to start doing speaking engagements early on, people hated that I use God, God, God because everyone in my audience didn't believe in God. And so I get that. But for me, it's God. And it's getting connected with who that who God is for me, but for you it is whoever that higher being or that higher calling, you know, or if it's nature for you or if it's Buddha or whatever it is, get connected with that higher thing than yourself, than your human self, right? And the second thing is practicing gratitude daily, And I know that it was hard for me. Oh, I have a gratitude journal, but it was hard for me to remember to write in in my gratitude journal um, because I'll forget. So what I did was I took this rock and I wrote the word gratitude and thank you on it. And I put it in my bathroom. And so we're all families here now, right? Because y'all going in my bathroom with me. But I put it in my bathroom because I knew I had to go Use the bathroom. Let me be proper on here. Use the bathroom. Every morning I had to brush my teeth. I had to take showers every day. And so I will see that gratitude rock on my bathroom counter and remind myself to practice gratitude, to say thank you for that quick conversation that I had. When I go to the bathroom after this, I'm going to say thank you for this great conversation I had with you too tonight, right? So it's practicing gratitude every day. The third third thing is is to explore who you are. What's Mm -hmm. your favorite color? What type of foods do you actually like? Right, and so explore who you are. It's, it's a phenomenal thing. And the fourth thing, and the last thing I'll give you, because I'm only going to give you four, is lots of things you can do, but is really start believing in yourself, believing in that you are it, you are who you've been waiting for, right? Start believing. I am. I'm it, right? And so. When you do that, you realize that it all begins and ends with us. And so, those four things like getting connected with God or whoever your spiritual higher calling is, uh, practice your gratitude, uh, explore yourself. And, and start believing in yourself, like really start believing in yourself and know it all begins and ends with you. I do have a few books cause I love reading books that I do wanna share um, that helped me because, you know, I couldn't afford a therapist and, and Caribbean culture, you know, I, when I told my mom, I was going to therapy because I started going to therapy and started my self love journey because I was raped at some point in college. So it, it looks different for everybody and where that trauma starts and where you actually start the journey. And so I didn't have great insurance in college or all this stuff. And so I had to you know, I know I was I had the strength to do it, but I didn't know how strong I was. And so I started reading and started like looking at quotes and different things. Right. And so you may not have access to to get a therapist. But if you do, you better call my girl that's on this with us. Right <laughs> tonight. But if you don't some books, you know, I love the seat of seat seat of, of the soul. It was this is very deep. This is for a more advanced um person where's the camera there
1: right go. there yeah, we can see it
2: you see it okay so Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukoff was really deep and really good, and really brought understanding into me becoming my my whole self, or what it looks like for me today, right now. Um, I love Brene Brown, The Gifts of Imperfection. This thing mm-hmm. that we have to we were searching for perfection, right? You know, we have to be perfect and all this stuff. I love this book. It's a great, great, great book, and the Untethered Soul. My last, book. can you see it? I can't really.
1: Uh, yeah, we can see it now.
2: By Michael Singer. And so those three books, and I will have Edwin, I'll send them to Edwin so he can put them in the chat or wherever they need to go. But you know, just start by reading and trying to figure out what this thing is. It's a journey, y'all. It's a journey and it doesn't stop. It's ever evolving. And so I wish you luck on your journey. Um, And I hope, you know, to see you guys on the other side of whatever, social media, talk land, whatever, and know that it all begins and ends
1: with you. Thank you guys for having me. Well, I want to say thank you to Dilarue Brumskin and Sandrine Simone for taking the time, you know, you guys are busy um, to just come out here and just giving us knowledge. Um, helping us to understand who we are, helping us to define ourselves, helping us to accept ourselves and just building this great community that we're starting to build. And so again, I say to my viewers, this was the conversation, outspoken and opinionated. I am your host, Beth and Maya. i see you next week, Thursday, seven o'clock, same time. And you guys come on here because next is going to be great. But today was amazing. And so i see you guys next week. Everyone have a great time. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you. (laughs)